The Tone Football Show. That was Sunflower by Post Malone and Swaley off the new Spider-Verse film, which I highly recommend. I'm going to promo them because I've, <laughs> I've, I've been, everyone knows, everyone um, is makes me knows I've been talking about it non-stop. So I yeah, thought I'd, to be fair. a little bit of promo. <laughs> anyway, onto the football chat. Um, this was easily the biggest match of the weekend by far. Chelsea Man City. Lewis is really happy. I'm absolutely He's just sat here grinning. Yeah. <laughs> but Lewis, I'll let you kick us off then. Um, what do you think of the game overall? Just just as your general thoughts on the game. Chelsea were lucky. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, I mean, uh, the first goal came really against the run of play. Definitely, yeah. Um, fair play to Kante. I mean... What a finish. Playing that striker, if you wait. <laughs> but um, I was really happy with that. I went mental. My fish yeah. and chips almost went flying. Well, I was making um, fajitas at the, at the same time, and I was like, "I was oh. in Swindon, um, <laughs> watching and then, Newport." But. Uh, we, I mean, we got absolutely just ways after ways of attack from City. Yeah, um, and I think Louise, who did score, had a really good game, and Aspilicueta as well had a solid game. That was his three hundredth game, wasn't it? It was. Just, I mean, what a way to do that! I mean, yeah, he was brilliant. He's played at left back, right back, centre back. I mean, yeah. he's, he's he's played midfield a couple times. I'm pretty sure he's, back he's, in the he's day. The mod, yeah. He's the model professional at Chelsea. He yeah. really is. And um, just for those that didn't watch the game, like Lewis said, City completely dominated the first half. Should have really scored like two or three, I thought. They had yeah. the chances there, but Chelsea were resolute in their defence. And what I think that is something probably not being raised a lot is like, in in a way, like while City dominated the game, Chelsea played it perfectly. Like they yeah. counter-attacking wise, they couldn't have asked for a better game. To go 1-0 in at half time, it's the perfect half for them. And then they round it off second half, second goal, and they, they take home the three points. Like, Counter-attacking wise, couldn't have asked for a better performance, could you, Lou? I know it was kind of like in a boxing match. Chelsea didn't throw many punches, but when they did, they landed hard. Knockout, absolutely <laughs> knockout. Um, but again, I was really pleased with the result, and we seemed to play it. We seemed to play it quite well. It, it fell into our hands. I was surprised that City didn't mark Jorginho out of the game, as many sides have done. Yeah. I mean, when Jorginho's marked out of the game, we struggle. Yeah, but um, they didn't mark him out of the game, and I'm not saying he did well, but. He didn't do badly. And Things I think though, were they reliant on Jorginho like they have been in previous games? Because when I watched that game, it reminded me more of Conte's Chelsea than Sarri's. I know. Um, if you talk about uh, Jorginho v Kante, it was definitely Kante's game. Yeah. Um, but in the in the games we've lost, especially not we didn't lose this game but against Everton. They did really well to mark Jorginho out the game. Yeah. And we just struggled. But it seem I think it seems to click now with um with the formation and the tactics. We all know that Sarri does not like to change his formation. Mm-hmm. Keeps, I mean, was it last season when Napoli kept it? 4-3-3, whole kept, season. Yeah, whole yeah. season kept it. And, and the same players. And this season, I think it's going to be more of the same, but I was, I was very impressed to see some of the players have, um, have taken to his tactics, and I'm, I'm very happy we won the three points. And yeah. like, oh, that guy with a half-and-half half scarf. I mean, <laughs> half-man City, half-man United. They just should be banned. Yeah, I, I don't rate that. Half and I think half and half, unless it's like a big, big game. If it's like a Champions League final or like no. some sort of even no, then, even then I think it's I think it's acceptable. Then that's the only time I think it's acceptable. Well, it's like a big final. Well, if you wanted to commemorate the two teams playing each other, I, I think thought that's okay. it was unacceptable, and I went up to him <laughs> on the second goal, and I did my Conor McGregor walk. I was gonna say the, the billionaire I was walk. Gonna say something else. <laughs> no, I did the billionaire walk in front of did him. I, I wouldn't expect anything less from you, to be fair, Lewis. Don't wear a half and half scarf to a pub. <laughs> to a pub as well. I think that's Don't wear it anywhere but a pub. <laughs> wear, it, wear it to a pub. Oh, it's just um, unbelievable. Well, Kate, before Lewis loses his mind, I'll, get, I'll jump you in on this. Um, okay. What did you think of Chelsea's performance? Obviously, huge for Man City to drop points, isn't it? First time they've um, been beaten this season. 
Yeah, I mean, I was in Swindon watching Newport lose, but we'll skip past that. <laughs> um, but I, I, when it, when Chelsea went one nil, I did see Chelsea fans moaning about because City were just dominating. Yeah, and then obviously they went two nil, and it, it sort of went a bit quiet on Twitter, and people were a lot happier. But I think it's definitely a blip for City. People question whether they'd go invincible last season, and I never thought it would happen. Yeah. So it was bound to happen this season, and. It yeah. happened against Chelsea, so... Yeah. We were a great team as well can out I, there. Speaking of that, can I, can I read out a conversation from me and my dad? Okay, so <laughs> yes. <laughs> bring this to the table. The goal, the goal went in at 6.14. Yes. Um, is this on, like, This is, this is yeah. WhatsApp. This is my dad. When we are right. Chelsea, and we are playing at home like this. We shouldn't be playing this system at home. And I, and I, went, <laughs> and I went, yeah, I, I pretty much agree with him. And, and then we went, yes. Oh, my God, I love Sari, lol. <laughs> that was my Twitter timeline. <laughs> No, but um, sometimes, you know, me and my dad sit there and we, we look at it and you just go, as much as as much as much it is Chelsea and it's a club we love, you do you do have to wonder sometimes about the decisions made, about the hire and, and fire mentality. I mean, we drew against Everton and fans are going on Twitter saying Sarri's the next Andre Villas-Boas. I mean, <laughs> it's ridiculous. And um, yeah. I, I very much like Sarri and I, I hope he stays. And I hope if we do sack him, we're not sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> No. Oh, are you, you trying to kill the show? I, I've been here all week. <laughs> and I will be here all week. <laughs> oh my god, that's, that's lost me that one. <laughs> oh, but yeah, like I said, I think it's it was more of a Conte performance because they were so resolute defensively. Looked to hit um, Man City on the counter, almost accepted. Right, this team's going to outplay us. And do you think we could see more sides maybe try that tactic now against Man City? Liverpool seem to to employ that sort of sit deep and try and hit them on the break as well. Obviously not as effective as Chelsea did, but can we maybe see more teams go at, um, at Man City like that, Lou? It depends. I mean, if you have the players for it, I say definitely do it. But it, I think it needs players that are, that are quick in, are quick and can soak up pressure. So we've got, those, we've got that back line that is bit, sometimes a bit shaky, but can deal with that pressure. And then you've got players like Kante, Pedro and, um, and Hazard who can take off like a rocket well, and might, just go... Yeah. But it, it depends. I can't I can't see a Cardiff doing that. No. Um but it, Cardiff doing anything. No, apart from, <laughs> apart from going down. Apart from going down. Win at the weekend and I have mugged them off. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Cardiff fans. Um <laughs> you no, have none. We're not <laughs> we're, we're not sorry. Um so. but yeah, like you're saying, you've got to have those quick players to hit yes. uh, City on the break. And I think that's probably the reason that Sorry would have gone with Hazard up front. Um just as a Chelsea fan, do you think that's a good decision? I mean, in February uh, Hazard came out and said, "I don't like playing a striker. I like playing on the wing." And you did tweet about this, so I, I, did, I thought I'd bring and, it in. Um, yeah. And we decided to come at striker, and you know what? He got an assist, but I think it it wasn't the usual. Apart from the diving, it wasn't the usual Hazard show. But yeah. um, we got two assists. Didn't you get two assists? I think I think he did. So he yeah. brought the corner in as well. Oh yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. But um, I I don't know. It's this is a tough one. I, I personally, I just think you should play with a traditional centre forward. It's going to sound a bit Brexity, but <laughs> but like like Giroud, and then have players like you got Pedro and Willian yeah. and Hazard who can play off him. But um, just have just to have that big focal point because if Kepa needs to kick it long, I can't see big Pedro winning it against John Stones. As much as Pedro yeah. is a is a tall man, I mean yeah, but you look for the second ball in that sense when you like you said if you're hitting counter attacks, I mean the extra pace. You would play it along. You play it along the floor. Rats is not the fastest player, is he? I mean, I don't know what he's. He's one of the stupidest players. 
Um, that's libel. That's, <laughs> no, I'm joking. It <laughs> well, it's not. He's in the public interest, so <laughs> it is in the public interest to call him stupid. He just, I mean, I mean, it happened last week. He's been offside more times this season than Bournemouth. The whole, the whole, the whole Bournemouth, Bournemouth team. team. That's mad. Um, you've got to have some intelligence sense. It's a confidence thing with Morata, in my opinion. He just doesn't. And why would he? Like, <laughs> why would he be confident? With his head, he's world class, but with his feet, he's poor. Yeah, I think Sunday League. He's Sunday League. But Kate, just asking you about Hazard as well. Do you think maybe his best position is down the middle, or or is he more of a winger? I think winger. Eyes. Winger. Yeah. Good choice. I think it's the, the thing is he did it with Mertens last season. Sorry, where it, Mertens was a former winger, and then he made him one of the most prolific strikers in the world. He was literally scoring more goals than Messi and Ronaldo at one point, start of last season. I think Hazard would almost be wasted if he's anywhere other than the wings. I just feel like that's where he thrives, his pace, his skill. He could still, he, yeah, but he's so good at carrying the ball from deep as well. Like, he's done it again. There was that famous goal against Arsenal, wasn't it? Where oh, yes, I remember that. Players yeah. from the, back. And that was from the middle of the pitch. So I, d- I don't see why, why maybe, uh, sorry, Lou, but why Chelsea fans are so opposed to the idea. Because if you've got a player like Morata who isn't performing... And has and I know Hazard's maybe not happy to fulfil that role, but he can clearly do it. He's clearly got well, the yeah, skill and the capability to fulfil it. Do you know what, it is? Do you know what I think it, it is? I think we've come off so many years of Drogba being up front that Chelsea fans don't want to see change as much as they want to see change in manager. They just want to have that consistency. And um, who who knows? I mean, Drew Smertens and Hazard—they are very similar players, but they are different people. So yeah. maybe I mean sometimes I mean I'm a I'm a a less than average right back. I mean, if I was <laughs> if I was shipped to centre back, I'd be like, I don't want to be here. I'm not going to try 100. percent I'm just going to kick the ball out and do yeah. just do bare minimum. So maybe Hazel's thinking as much as he is on X amount of week at striker, he's like, well, kind of had enough here. Well, he's not enjoying it at the same level, is what you're saying. No, I mean, when you're enjoying things, you always put 100 percent in. Yeah. Like when I'm playing at right back, or oh, you should see me. I'm <laughs> I'm on it like a car bonnet. I'm like Usain Bolt. But, but um, he got two assists though, which. It is a result, I suppose, for him as an individual player to assist. And a big win against a... the best team in the league. Exactly. So he might he might start to enjoy playing that role if he if he is there and he is getting the MVP. I think end he can. So. I think at the end of the day, he is a player. The manager's going to place him wherever he wants. Mm. It's the manager's choice where you play. He, he, he should just deal with it. If he's put in that position, he should he should think this do is... Do you know who's and he clearly did. Do you know who's dealt with that really well? N'Golo Kante. Because yeah. Jorginho's yeah. taken his role, so he's had to move over to a bit more box-to-box role, and he's just gone, well, uh, well wherever the manager places me, I'll play. Yeah. The same as James Milner. I mean, Milner maybe kicked... Played a right-back. I mean, yeah, he said... Um, I think Klopp said to him, all right, where do you want to play, left-back or right-back? And he went, oh, my gosh, Jürgen. It's like, which one of your mates want to sleep with my wife? Yeah, I mean, he literally <laughs> did say that. <laughs> um, but again, they've dealt with it very well. I think Hazard's a great player, but maybe you just got to consider where where he wants to be, and yeah. maybe maybe Sarri has to compromise. Yeah. Well, let's move past the football then onto probably the biggest talking point from the weekend. Obviously, Raheem Sterling um, yes. hit out at the um, at newspapers for for publishing what we believe is is to be um, journalism almost fuels racism. Now, it's quite a touchy subject, of course, but. What he um basically did, just for those that didn't maybe catch this, um it did happen I think quite quite late in the evening, but um he basically compared the reporting of the Daily Mail on two Man City players, uh, Phil Foden and um Tosin Adara Bio, and um these two players obviously one one is black and and one is white, and he's basically said how 
how the reporting is different. They're on, they're on the same amount of money, um, and they and they've both bought a house around the same amount of money. One's been viewed as this greedy footballer who is is everything wrong with the game, and one's viewed as a you know like a little England gem, can't do anything wrong. Phil Foden. Now, what was the first reaction to this? And and Sterling sort of hitting out at the media. Lou, what what did you think? Do you think it was probably the right thing to do in the right time to do it? Or I think it was right because yeah. I think it's disgraceful. I mean, it's time for fun and games, and it's time for to be like seriously. Chat, this yeah. is this is time for change. Yeah, because um. It's the language they use as well. Like, for instance, they're using... You might not say the word black, but you're saying, like, words that you would associate with, with the word black. You're saying lazy and such. I mean, it's ridiculous. I, I don't understand. Yeah. Um, and I want to say Paddy Barkley, you know, who came here, yeah. said that he said on Twitter, he said, we are deeply impressed, not only by Raheem Sterling's mature reaction to this situation on Saturday, but it's called reform. Yeah. And... um. He's clearly not just saying it to hit out a people no. who feels have wronged him. It's about large-scale change. That's I what know. he wants. Sterling, Sterling must be the most mentally tough player in the Premier League. Yeah. Seriously, just to deal with that. And he just he just wants to play football. Of how long it's been going on as well. Someone, him yeah. directly. Someone he hasn't made, even made it about himself. I know. Time. He has actually spoke about other people. So, yeah. Someone made a thread on Twitter. Yeah, 35 headlines. Of um, Raheem Sterling yeah. um, in the media. And some you look through them and some of them are ridiculous. Yeah. There was, there was one... Um, probably the one that I remember the most of Jermaine, uh, Jermaine Panat uh, being, of course, former Tottenham, being a love rat, X, Y, Z. And they put a photo of Raheem Sterling. Yeah, I remember that's, that. It said it's the title was um, former Liverpool player, like is a is a love rat or something. And yes. sleeps with multiple partners. And basically, instead of putting a picture of Pennant, who it was, mm. put Sterling's face on it. Just Mostly probably for clickbait. Yes. A lot of the time. But, it's, but then it also shows that they're, they're trying to match him to a stereotype, aren't they? And, and Kate was. I'm sure you were absolutely livid with this. Oh, I was. I was disgusted by it. I think he faces so much stick anyway. It's almost like it's been boiling up and boiling up, and finally a spill over. Yeah. And I don't think he was in the wrong for speaking out. I thought good for you. Yeah. Like good on you. And with big journalists coming out like Henry Winter, and it's it. it for me, a cause for change. We have to remember he's a young man trying to live his dream at the same time. And he's having to put up with so much in the media despite trying to earn a living and trying to play the best football he can. Yeah. So, so um, something has to be altered in terms of the media. And I think it was very interesting how, obviously, we've probably all seen the video of him being shouted at by the fans, a Chelsea yeah. fan. And I just think it was very interesting how he brought up the media's influence. It's like, if we yeah. didn't see all these headlines about him and he didn't have such a negative representation within the media, would we still see him getting... If it was another black player, for instance, who was shown in a positive light in the media, would he have been shouted at by the fans? Yeah. Probably not. Well, one player I want to bring up, and I have to be careful not to swear here because it does really anger me, but N'Golo Kante goes and scores your first goal. Yes. And you think, as a Chelsea fan, you've just yeah. shouted... I Obviously, I can't say it on air, but a certain word uh, a, a player a black player and then you'll you, you'll it's happily sad. celebrate the, the player of the same ethnicity going and scoring your goal I mean, like the hypocrisy is stupid you wouldn't you wouldn't go out on the street and do that exactly. but football does strange things to people and it's again it's Chelsea it's my club again who's done this you live in a population where it's 39% black and you've decided you know what Raheem Sterling I'm going to shout him for being black it's just ridiculous yeah, and um, I just quickly just want to say I read something today 
Um, everyone's talking about misfire Morata, about how he's not, how he's not in form, and that um, they're saying during the World Cup. Remember, they're saying Raheem Sterling's lazy, this and that. Yeah, they're saying he's on a goal drought when he just assisted. Um, oh, he got uh, two assists or something against Sweden. It's, it was it's, like it's just ridiculous. Yeah, and it, it it's it's time for change. Just kick, kick this this fan first of all needs to go. Yeah, he needs to go and needs to be named and shamed. Because... I think Sterling, sorry, also should be commended for the mm. way he went about things. Yeah. He didn't come out and I've had enough of this. They're ridiculing me. He he took the situation himself, yeah. and he made it about the bigger picture and he made it about development and about change. And yeah. I think for a young man to ridiculed the way he is, like I said, that thread on Twitter, 35 headlines, I think he should be commended. Yeah, I would just want to bring in what Sterling said now that you, you have said that. So this is for, for those that didn't see it, what he said on Instagram. If I can actually get my laptop to work, that'd be nice. Um, <laughs> this helps fuel racism and aggressive behavior. So for all the newspapers that don't understand why people are racist in this day and age, all I have to say is have a second thought about fair publicity and give all players an equal chance. It's, that's so mature to say. Yeah. And I'm I'm happy that newspapers are acknowledging that and, and saying and commending him for, for quite a you know, mature response. Exactly. Like, it's, it's, it's ridiculous that he has to come out and say it in the first place, but the way he has said it is, is beautifully worded. I mean, that uh, whole post, for those that haven't seen it, I really recommend you go and read the whole post. Obviously, I, I, I can't read it all out on air. It's quite lengthy, but please do go to his Instagram um, and do read that post. And he had it so is much very, support as well, very which, important. Was, which was great to see but, as well. Um, last generation, they had uh, the late Cyril Regis who uh, promoted change. I yeah. think this generation will have Raheem Sterling to promote change. Yeah. Because... Um, Again, you know, it's his profile, but for a young man to speak like that, I mean, if that was me, generally, if that was me doing that situation, I'd probably go, I've had enough of this, I, I, I. But he's yeah. he's talking about we as a community, and it's great to see a lot of ex-football players, both black and white, coming out and saying, well done, Raheem, and also this situation's ridiculous, and it needs to change. Yeah, I, th- I think it was a very mature response, and, and like I said, it's, it's just the image as well of him laughing when they're shouting at him. It just oh, hurt. I, it hurts. I mean, fair play to him for laugh because there was any time for a Cantona kick. It was yeah. then. Is <laughs> there um, any time where they deserve a Cantona kick? It just just needed. It was then. But um, I mean, that's such a mature response, and I can't I can't commend him anymore because he yeah. just he just he just wants to play football. I mean, that's it. Yeah, and as well as that, this is a young man who's a father to two children, and like you said, he just wants to play his football. So to have to deal with all of this outside of that, and in the way he has done. Fair play to Raheem. Honorable. Yeah, that that need, that's a huge, um, a huge boost to the community yeah. to have. If you're a young black person going through adversity, you just go look at Raheem Sterling, and hopefully it will give you hope, and hopefully this will change. He's a huge role model, I think, for people. He's a huge role Genuinely. model to me, um, yeah. because that mental toughness is not something that everyone has, yeah, and it's something that everyone should aspire to have. Yeah, I did just want to bring obviously Katie said about Henry Winter, obviously speaking yeah. out on um on Twitter. I just want to bring in his um his comments as well. Uh, this is a big moment for the media and for football. It's a wake-up call. People have to listen to Raheem Sterling on the negative depicting of young black players in parts of the media and the knock-on effects. I think um, it raises a lot of questions. As, see, the knock-on effects, first and foremost, like we've said, people at the game is being racist. Like, would we have that as much without the media? No. No, we wouldn't. We wouldn't. Simply, simply put, we wouldn't. And um, what do we think really needs to change in the media? How, how do you combat this? It's hard to say. It's so hard, isn't it? You know something needs to be done, but it's like, where do we even start? It's, it's so, such a big thing. It's so deep-rooted as well. It's, and it's not just a football thing. It stems from outside football as well. Yeah. 
uh, it goes. It's a wider issue, and may, maybe through educating the youth that this will change, and when this new generation of journalists come up, hopefully they can change things and phase it out. But that's a long-term option. I don't know in the short term what can be done. Yeah, I think this post will will make people think, but I don't think it will cause change. It'll make people sadly. Think, it'll make people think for a week, and then next week that's, it'll be old news. That's the problem, isn't it? I think we needed a much larger campaign. Um, like maybe combining with the the kick it out scheme potentially if Sterling would do that I I don't know but that would be something I'd like to see and 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 maybe bring an end to it and bringing an end to reporting in that style and then maybe seeing uh, the thing is it's happened for so long now yeah you think, how do you get rid of it you can't even put it down to like a stupid like minority because like you said it's such a deep rooted thing and it's, it's so so much bigger than football it's hard to pinpoint how you even start trying to combat it but you know something definitely has to be done i think um when i went on my coaching course they were saying about um bringing more black managers in because currently in the premier league we have one black manager in chris Houston at brighton so hopefully if we see more black people getting into roles and and i think there was it the rooney rule in america they have maybe a black managers interviewed for every job and maybe if they don't get the job at least uh, the manager or the club director there will go, you know what, you don't fit this role, but we got somewhere else that we think you'd be good. So maybe we see a bit more, a few more black um, black people in power in football. We um, we, we, we see change, but I mean, when you when you see that stat, just Chris Hewton, the only black manager in the Premier League, is you do think, you do fear for football. Yeah. And um, hopefully Raheem Sterling can drive huge social change. Yeah. What's, well said, Lee. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Kate, anything else to add? No, just no. the Raheem Sterling message should be empowering. Yeah, to people and and congrats to him for actually yeah. going out and speaking Definitely. out in such a mature manner as well. Yeah, if Raheem, if you're listening, <laughs> nah, but, I can't. So many, t- so we see so many tabloids slating him for not being a good role model, and then he comes out and does something as brilliant as he has. Yeah, and handles it as well as he has done. So, yeah. And uh, after the break, we're going to be talking about Manchester United's 4-1 win against Fulham and the uh, controversial Ballon d'Or ceremony last week. So don't go anywhere. 